0: Are you so tired of doing all the things? When I first started my business, I was doing everything from admin work to accounting to client work to my own marketing. And it was overwhelming. And I kind of just wanted to call it quits because it was just so much more work than I had expected. But then I hired my VA. And that started the whole process of building out my team. She was able to take a lot off my plate that I didn't need to take care of. And I was able to get more clients outsource more and build more of an agency model which has really worked out well today we have molly rose speed who is a va expert she has a business where she trains and places virtual assistants for entrepreneurs solopreneurs c-suite to help them get back that one thing that we all want back time so she's going to be joining me in just a few minutes stay tuned Hello, and welcome to Tiny Marketing. I'm Sarah Noah Block, and I teach small marketing departments that are tired of feeling overwhelmed and under-resourced how to build and manage effective and efficient marketing strategies that work for them. Get ready. It's time to dig in and get a big impact with your tiny team.
1: Can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, my name is Molly Rose Speed. I'm the founder of Virtual Assistant Academy and Virtual Assistant Management, a training and placement program for VAs. And I live in Destin, Florida.
0: Okay. I want to know more about that. So you train and place VAs. So really, you'll be talking to some VAs right now. So tell me about your process with that.
1: Yeah. So it kind of all started. I was in corporate America and realized there's this need for those that stay-at-home sp- moms and or military spouses, which is my story as a military spouse, still am, and realizing that to build this really amazing career, you needed some flexibility. And this was pre-pandemic. So it kind of morphed into what is now this training academy for virtual assistants. And now we place them with business owners. So starting with the placement side, it's everything under the sun that business owners could need in support. You know, We're kind of the the right hand to their business when they get started and the first hire that a solopreneur makes. So filling
0: that demand. I have a lot of follow-up questions, but I will hold them for now. Okay. But I have a lot of follow-up questions. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So before we get into those, I'm making a playlist and I need your help. What is your favorite song?
1: So my favorite song, it goes back to the 80s, I was born in the 80s, and it's Your Love by The Outfield. Okay, okay, going to Spotify
0: right now, found it, adding it right now. That's so cool.
1: What a cool thing to do.
0: Yeah, I thought it would be fun to have a little tiny marketing list with all my guests' favorite songs, so So that's what I'm doing. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Getting back into the VA topic, let's start from the beginning. Give me the vision of your before, your client's before picture. What is their typical problems and the challenges that they're facing?
1: Yeah, most of the clients in this storyline seems to resonate with a lot of them is mostly solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, right? We start our own businesses, And we're really excited and passionate about whatever it is we're offering for a coach or a speaker or a service provider. But we don't realize all the hats that come with it, right? We have to Mm -hmm. do marketing and bookkeeping and customer support and web design and social media. And I can go on and on and email management, admin, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And we create all these jobs for ourselves. And the pain that these solopreneurs go through before they realize like, just taking the step to outsourcing is huge. Like they're just paralyzed and they end up hating their businesses. A lot of people close before they can find this opportunity or this solution. So a lot of just not in what I call their zone of genius and hating their, their work and needing some relief. Jenna Kutcher.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I always refer to this zone of genius too. I, I tell my own assistant, like the spreadsheets and like the details, that's not my thing. I am the big picture content person. I need mean, someone else. I need you to do that. Yeah,
1: I can't. That's so good. You recognize that.
0: <laughs> I'm very good at recognizing my failures. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is the first thing that people should think about delegating?
1: So, this is different for everyone. I find that. You probably know the things that you hate to do every day. Like for most of us, managing email, managing the inbox is a huge bear, right? We log in, there's all the junk, you know, something really easy an admin can do is go in and clean all that out before you even wake up in the morning. Um, But really what you should do is write down all the things that you do. Everything that you do in your day for, got to say, a couple of weeks, if you've kind of a fast moving business if it's slow and it's part time spend a month doing this and then come back to it and really take a look at all the things you actually have to do you know you you have to be on the coaching call with a client or you have to be interviewing someone for a podcast era but you don't have to be scheduling or maybe editing or publishing or putting things on social media. So that's a really good place to start. And really, if you have the capacity and can afford to outsource, everything else should get outsourced and you should be focused on, you know, billable hours or business development. Yeah, that
0: (laughs) I always think about it with like the Eisenhower matrix, where you have those four quadrants. And if it gets into that bottom right hand quadrant where it's delegate. (laughs) Yeah, based on like the importance and if you need to do it or if someone else can do it, there's an easy way of being able to figure out how to do it. And there's a thousand people who are probably better at it and love it more than you do.
1: Yeah. The type A people of the world are like, give me a task yes. list and I'm just going to go to town. Yeah.
0: I almost exclusively hire type A people and <laughs> because I'm like, I need
1: someone who's not me. Yeah. That's really good. Recognize. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I wanted to go back to actually one of the questions that came to my mind when you were introducing your business. So you train VAs. Do they specialize? Do do VAs have their own niches?
1: Yeah. And it's funny. We're actually talking about this within my community right (laughs) this month. It's all about niching. So two ways to niche, right? You can niche down in industry. So we have some that have done a phenomenal job, like, Just in the interior design space, that's all she does. Now she has a team of eight behind her, just really found a market or cake decorators. That's another one. They're killing it in this space. You wouldn't even think about it. But then you can also niche down in service offering. So there's VAs that'll do just social media or just general admin, which I call scheduling and email management, travel booking, or just online courses, and they're just your admin for that. And then you can find the jack of all trades, if you will, the people that kind of do everything pretty mm-hmm. well. To if you just want to have one person do everything, but you have the option. I think there's a lot of power in niching down for everyone. Yeah, involved.
0: yeah. I always hire someone who's niched down because I want them to be really, really good at that one thing that I'm hiring them to do, and I don't care if they're good at anything else. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And then they're efficient. Yeah.
0: Yes. You know how to do it better and it takes you less time that that's what you should be doing. So what can entrepreneurs expect when they begin to outsource
1: backing up before, as you're getting ready to outsource kind of, it's scary for people. We, we do a lot of just even coaching around just letting go, right. We've been doing this in our businesses for a long time on our own. So understanding kind of what you just said and having people that are experts in something do it for you. It's using the term again, their zone of genius, and you can be doing yours. So kind of just getting your feet wet with that and and letting them do it their way is super important. And I think the other big thing to look out for and make sure you have on point is really solid communication when you onboard. One of the big things that we coach on and make sure we overcome from the very beginning is communication and having one channel to Delegate. So, whether you're using a project management tool like Asana or Slack or something like that, that's where that goes. And then you have an SOS channel, you know, for if they really need to get a hold of you, they can text you or give you a phone call and having those things. Because otherwise, you as the assistant is getting fielded from, you know, it could be Google Hangouts and Slack and Asana and Voxer and text and email. And it's so overwhelming for both parties and things get really muddy really fast. So, That's something really big to have a high expectation for when you get started.
0: I love that you brought that up. (laughs) I mean, I was just talking to my project manager about that today where, well, actually she was scolding me because I communicate on too many channels. And I agree. And I hate when people do it to me. So I was like, call me out, make sure that I'm not doing that. But I like, I like how you designated them. It's your main channel. And then an SOS, this is an emergency. This goes in Slack or whatever. Yes.
1: Yes. Very important. And it's a game changer once you figure that out and stick to it.
0: Yeah. And stick to it. I feel like that was a personal dig. (laughs) No. You were telling me before the call started that you work with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and C-suite. So what can your customers expect to gain when they start to outsource and work with your VAs?
1: Yeah. So the biggest thing that we can't create, that we all want more for ourselves, unless we remove things from our plate, is time. So time freedom is the biggest benefit, in my opinion, to outsourcing, but it goes deeper than that. Like you can outsource five hours a week, which in sense should give you back five hours of your time, but then what are you gonna do with that time is super, super important. So don't waste it doing more admin type work that should also be outsourced, work on creating new business for yourself or maybe taking on a new client during those hours uh, and create more revenue for yourself. So pay attention to that.
0: Yeah, which means that the VA will out like offset her, his self, because you're able to bring in more revenue with that time that you're getting back. Yes, absolutely. I know that that's exactly how it works for me. The more I outsource, the more revenue ends up coming in because I'm able to work on that client facing work and I don't have to deal with content management when I should be working on content strategy for clients instead.
1: Yes, absolutely. And you can... Almost simplify it too. If you're, you know, if we do project work, it's a little harder to quantify, but let's just say your hourly rate's $100 an hour by paying someone 20, you're able to recoup all of that. So just simply looking at it from that perspective helps people kind of connect the dots.
0: Yeah, even with project you're you're basing that off of hours and yeah. build and how much you charge mm-hmm. per hour. So it's pretty easy to decide a I want to be under this percentage of my hourly
1: mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm.
0: able to make it
1: work financially. Absolutely. Is there anything else the audience should know before we wrap up? I think if you're overwhelmed and you're considering a virtual assistant, know that you can start with 5 hours a week. You can start less. I argue that you should have a VA for, for no less because they're really become a part of your business and energetically you want them thinking about you and your business and you being able to outsource and have that capacity for them. And it just starts with that. And then it can snowball into what you need it to be. It might be the same virtual assistant that grows in hours or you kind of get your feet wet and you decide, OK, now I need someone that does social media and I need someone that helps me with production and kind of just build this team slowly and, and see how that does for you. And you might end up like you that experiencing, it sounds like an awesome result of having a team by your side.
0: Yeah. And it started off with hiring a VA. My first hire was a VA and I just kept getting more like specialists around it, but it started with the VA.
1: That's great. I also want to share for those of you that are looking at what to outsource, um, outsourceresource.co is a website you can go to that I own that you can download the guide that I was referring to on how to kind of identify the things that you need to outsource.
0: Yes, and speaking of that, all Any of the resources that she mentions in this interview will be in the description and the show notes page. Awesome! So it'll be easily accessible. How can people find you online
1: and work with you? Yeah. So my name is Molly Rose Speed. I'm on all social channels and love to connect. LinkedIn you can find me there too. And then virtualassistantacademy.com for anyone that's looking at becoming a virtual assistant or needs to elevate their business. We also place our certified virtual assistants and that's at virtual assistant management. Dot com.
0: Very nice. So quick question. Mm-hmm. Based off of that, do you manage the virtual assistants, or is it a handoff?
1: So we have two service offerings. We have direct placement. You pay a one time, almost like a finder's recruitment fee. And we introduce you to those that we think will be the best fit. And you hire them directly and pay them directly on a W-2 or a 1099, just like any other contractor. Or you can go through our agency model and you kind of have Backing of us. So, if for some reason six months down the line things don't work out, we're able to replace them very quickly, and that's an hourly rate. So, we have both models to suit both needs.
0: Okay, very, very nice. So, what's your
1: favorite social media
0: if people want to follow you? Instagram. Find me on Instagram. It's great. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Sarah. All right, all of the information again will be in the show notes and the description, so you can find it all there. Thank you so much for joining me and Molly Rose Speed as we talked about the power of delegation. Consider using the Eisenhower matrix to figure out what tasks are on your plate that might make more sense handed off to someone else. With the Eisenhower matrix, you make a four square matrix, and in the top left quadrant, you put in the urgent and important do-now tasks. Those are yours. And then in the top right quadrant, you do the not urgent but important ones. Those are also yours, but you do them later. In the bottom left quadrant, not important tasks, but they are urgent. Those are the delegate ones, and those can be handed off to a virtual assistant. Virtual assistants give you back the one resource that can never be given back time. They have the power to give you back your time. And maybe it's time you take back some of that time. Can I say time more times? (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please follow Rate Review. It lets the algorithm gods know that tiny marketing show matters, that you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time. Hello, and thank you for joining Tiny Marketing. I help Tiny Marketing departments create consistent content that builds trust with their audience. Book done-for-you content marketing at NoelBlock.com. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite podcast app. See you next time, friends.